Good morning and greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus again this morning. Appreciated all the things that we've heard already. Thank you, brothers, for laboring to bring us encouragement from the scriptures. So this um, this weekend, tomorrow particularly, is what a day that our nation um, calls a holiday, Memorial Day, where they um, they take a day off of work and do a whole bunch of things to call the memory of the people to those who have fought and died and defended our country and its freedom. Now we, as the people of God, since we're not, uh, we uh, believe in... uh, Two kingdoms, the kingdoms of this world and the kingdoms of God and the kingdom of God. And we uh, don't, I guess, uh, at least not very actively, we don't participate in things like Memorial Day, the way our world uh, participates in it. What is the meaning of of memorial? What is uh, what does the word? What does the concept mean? Dictionary gives this definition: it's something, especially a structure, established to remind people of a person or event, serving to preserve remembrance. Something that keeps remembrance alive, such as a monument, something such as a speech, or a ceremony that commemorates. So that's the the dictionary meaning of memorial. So since uh, we don't, uh, as Christians, don't believe in war for one thing, don't believe in fighting for our rights, so we don't... Uh, actively participate in Memorial Day in uh, drawing attention to past war victories, past uh, people who have fought in those wars and those kind of things. Um, Does that mean that memorial or to remember is not a good thing? You know, the... the, uh, the idea of a memorial was in existence long before our nation uh, created Memorial Day. Uh, we'll look in the in the Old Testament a bit, 
But I've titled today's message, Memorial Day for the Child of God. Uh, so, I'm going to talk about memorials, or remembering, or the benefits, or the uh, call to remember, actually. Uh, Memorial Day for the Child of God. There's uh, maybe just a little bit more on the idea of defining what memorial is. You know, there's... Uh, There's graveyards that churches and communities have graveyards, and in those graveyards are great big, well, great big. There's stones of various sizes, and on those stones are names, names of people, birth dates, death dates, uh, That tombstone serves as a memorial, serves to bring to remembrance someone who used to live. For you, if it's not a relative or someone you knew, you can walk through the graveyard and it, you can look at that tombstone and it don't mean anything. But someone else who was a kin, who was close to the person perhaps, they can walk into that same tombstone and to them it means something. It's... Uh, It uh, speaks of a person who they knew. So, let's uh, let's uh, take just a brief journey in the Old Testament and look at some concepts of the memorial remembering in the Old Testament. That uh, going to the book of Exodus, chapter three. This is uh, looking at a few scriptures where the uh, term memorial is actually used. Uh, So in this scripture, in Exodus uh, chapter 3, and I'll read verse 14 and 15. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And Moses had asked a question, maybe I better give even more context. Moses had asked the question, and... uh, who he should say uh, had sent to him and what his name is, and, and God is responding. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. There we have the word memorial. In other words, God is saying, I'm going to be remembered by this name to all generations. Now, uh, as I was thinking about that, I'm, I'm actually not 100% sh- uh, Well, the I am, that is, uh, we, we know God uh, we we understand that term, but we also understand the term the Lord, uh, the the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Uh, which one was God actually saying is going to be the memorial? Uh, by this, my name is going to be known. You know, many uh, Christian churches use this term of uh, blessing still today. The Lord. Uh, the the 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob go with you and abundantly bless you, and so on. You know, at at a at um, at weddings, that is often used as a benediction on the couple. Uh, by this uh, this uh, name, this is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Um, in fact, that phrase probably gets used more in the Christian church than I am. Uh, I am bless you and keep you. You know, we don't use that term. We don't really say it that way. Just an interesting uh, note. So, God says, uh, this is the way I'm going to be remembered. This is my memorial. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. So the idea of memorial was uh, something to remember uh, uh, by, uh, something to remember God by, and this is, uh, in this case, it's this particular name. And then going on to Exodus 12, where God uh, calls the children of Israel to... uh, A memorial again. Of course, they uh, the key verse is verse fourteen. Maybe we'll read that a while. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast. By an ordinance forever, uh, and this, of course, is the uh, the context is the the Passover and all that, and uh, taking uh, a lamb and and uh, and this day was to be a memorial. It was uh, it was a day that was designed. For them to, uh, the day was, you know, uh, the day was not just uh, for the purpose of eating special food or, or uh, the day was to point them to something. It was, it was to be a memorial. It was not just a, a day to have a holiday and take off of work. It was a day that was specifically intended to point them to something. And that's what a memorial is. Something that's specifically intended to draw our attention to something. And that's what God was doing here. Where they were, uh, he, he wanted this day to draw their attention to the, to the, uh, the, the Passover and how that uh, uh, their lives were spared and, and uh, uh, all that, uh, that, uh, that whole thing that took place in their experience there. So that was one of the uh, one of the, the the things that God put in place as a memorial. If we go to chapter thirteen, uh, we have another one. And in here, the uh, verse nine is the is the uh, chapter thirteen verse nine is the, is a key verse. 
And uh, this is speaking of the seven days, verse 6 here. Uh, seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall no, be no leaven bread be seen with thee, neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. And thou shalt show thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. It shall be a sign unto thee upon thy head and for a memorial between thine eyes that the, Lord, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth, for with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Thou shalt keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. And so here's another uh, memorial that God put in place where they were to eat uh, unleavened bread for seven days. And then on the seventh day, they were to have a feast. And God says, this is, uh, uh, this is a memorial. This is to call your attention to the fact that I delivered you as a people out of Egypt. And when your children ask about it, what is this feast all about? Well, this is God delivered us out of Egypt. Um, it's to be a memorial. It's to serve as a, as a reminder of what God has done. So that's, that's really the true meaning of a memorial. It is to serve as a reminder of God's faithfulness for the child of God. That's the true meaning of a memorial. To serve as a reminder of God's faithfulness. Going on to Exodus 17. And this is... This is the situation where uh, children of Israel were at war with uh, the Amalekites. And uh, it's a context where Moses' hands were... Moses was sitting on the mount holding up his hands. And when the... When Moses was holding up his hands, the uh, Israel's army was victorious and prevailed. And when Moses let down his hands, Israel's army uh, started losing out. And anyhow, uh, we know the story. They they assisted Moses in holding up his hands. They and in verse thirteen of Exodus seventeen, and Joshua discomfited uh, Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar there, and called the name of it Jehovah-Nissi, for, for he said, Because the Lord hath sworn that he will make, have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Uh, that would be a message right there. But uh, the context or the, uh, the idea of a memorial here, and again, just, just looking at it uh, for the purpose of the idea of a memorial. So here was a situation where something took place. Um, God helped his people. Uh, God had a... Uh, uh, He had something he wanted his people to remember. And so he had them write it in a book as a memorial, something that uh, would remind them. And you know, as we think about writing things in a book, 
that is actually one of the, uh, uh, probably in our day, it's one of the primary ways in which uh, we preserve a memory. We put something in place to remind us of, uh, at a future time, of something that we consider important. So, uh, several places in the Old Testament where the idea of a memorial uh, and God actually lifting it out as something uh, important and valuable. We have a situation in the New Testament that, uh, and while it, it's, a little, it's an interesting one, put it that way, uh, in, in Matthew 26, when I read it, you'll, you'll, it's fam- I'm sure it's familiar to you. Jesus speaking says, Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached unto the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. And Mark records the same thing. Uh, that is the, the situation where the woman anointed Jesus with a very valuable oil and uh, the, the disciples grumbled about it and uh, criticized the woman. And Jesus says, you know, uh, this situation is going to be recorded. And here we are today reading it, reading about it. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it reminds us. It's a memorial uh, of her and what she did. So in general, just uh, that's just a few general uh, Bible uh, instructions to actually have memorials. Things to remember things by. <laughs> something that draws our attention to, to something important. Um, something valuable. Let's, uh, let's take a, lo- a look at uh, another situation. Actually, two of them in the Old Testament. Uh, Joshua chapter 4. These are... I guess I, they're a little more, well, I shouldn't say specific uh, because the others were specific too. But Joshua chapter 4, verse 1 to 7, <clears throat> this is where uh, Joshua led the people to the promised land and uh, when they passed through the Jordan. And we'll begin in verse uh, 1 of chapter 4. And it came to pass, when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, one of every tribe, one uh, out of every tribe, a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every man, every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you 
that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood and they are there unto this day. So there we have uh, a specific uh, instruction to set up a memorial. Set up some stones, and those stones were intended to remind them of something. Um, The stones weren't just a nice, something nice to look at. The intent of it was that it would actually remind them and take their memory back to what God had done for them in parting the waters Go, they go through on dry ground. And uh, so that's, a, that's an example of a memorial. Um, maybe I'll just uh, read the end of the chapter as well in verse 19. And the, and the people came up out of Jordan in the, on the 10th, day of the first month, and encamped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until ye were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea when he dried up, which he dried up before us until we were gone over. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. So God had a specific purpose in that memorial. drawing their attention to what God had done for them that uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't forget in generations to come. Um, I guess I would tend to think that those stones probably looked a bit different than any of the surrounding stones. They were probably unique, uh, not just a stone you could gather up out of the field, and, uh, but probably a little different coming from the river bottom and specifically... There they were, set up on some kind of an altar and uh, intended to serve, uh, serving to draw their hearts or memory back to what God had done for them. In uh, another another, uh, example in the scriptures in the Old Testament here, in 1 Samuel 7, we have a different situation. First Samuel seven, one to thirteen. 
I'm going to read these verses because it gives us context. The actual example is near the end of these verses. But 1 Samuel 7, verse uh, 1 to 13. And the men of of Kirjath-Jerim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eliezer his son to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kirjath-Jerim that the time was long, for it was twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth, and served the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah and drew and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together in Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Now, think about the context here. Israel was, uh, they were in a state of repentance, in fasting and seeking the Lord and and trying to get things back in track with God and trying to deal with their uh, backslidings and strains. So they're all gathered together and there's there's this is this is the context and this is what is happening and the next thing they know, here come the Philistines to make war with them. You know, did they bring their battle, uh, did they have their uh, uh, war equipment with them? Who knows? Maybe they didn't, uh, probably didn't, because they didn't, you know, I don't know. Don't know if they did or not, but we know what they're there for. They're not there to fight a war. They're there to, to seek God, to, to worship God, to, to repent of their uh, backslidings, and then here come the Philistines. Verse 8, And the children of Israel said unto Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it for a burnt offering holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under, under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the, the ending of that, uh, uh, God showed himself strong, thundered and rained and who knows what on, on Israel and are on the uh, Philistines and the Philistines fled and Israel pursued him and, and uh, got the victory that day. <clears throat> And so at the end of all of that, Samuel sets up this stone as a, uh, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Uh, again, a stone, a stone that uh, was a memorial. It served to remind them of something that God had done in their lives. So, you know, the, the fact is, if you stop and think about it, Israel actually had uh, as a people and as a nation, they had various uh, memorials 
whether it was something that God told them to do, hold a feast, uh, eat unleavened bread, have a feast to God, uh, 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 some stones laid up, just memorials that reminded them of God's faithfulness and what God had done for them. You know, we as a Christian church, we have a memorial as well. Do you know what it is? Probably know it, but don't want to say it. It's actually our communion service. Just reading a few verses. Well, let's go to First Corinthians. We'll use that. Actually, it's second. No, it is First Corinthians. Uh, we'll use that context just to look at that a little bit. First Corinthians, chapter eleven. Paul, as he gives his uh, his uh, instruction on the Lord's Supper, he says for in verse uh, eleven, verse twenty three, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take ye, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. So that is a memorial uh, for the New Testament church. It's the only one that per se, I am aware of that we were specifically given, you know, and it serves to remind us. It serves as a reminder. Uh, it's not just a a, uh, a nice service we do. It's not just a, 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 we don't eat a little bit of bread and drink a little bit of juice to satisfy our appetite. Not at all. It, it serves as a, a, a memorial, a reminder of God's faithfulness. Uh, and what Jesus has done for us. And like Jesus said, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Not uh, not allowing uh, the, the memory, the recollection, the, um, yeah, what Jesus has done for us to become a distant memory, but keep it uh, fresh and... Uh, New in our hearts. Peter, in Second Peter, um, when we think about uh, the idea of in remembrance, the the New Testament uses the word uh, this doing remembrance. The word remembrance has the same concept as a memorial. And Peter uses that word quite a bit, uh, several times in his first in the first chapter. Uh, of his first book, First uh, Peter one, I think I'll read verse ten to fifteen. 
it's kind of hard to know where to break in the context, but uh, actually, I'm in First Peter. It's actually Second Peter. Something didn't look right. Okay, yeah, it's Second Peter. Second Peter one, verse ten. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though I know them, and be, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Yet... I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus hath shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. So, Peter, in this uh, context, was... um, wanting to make diligent effort to preserve this uh, truth that uh, it's not lost to the people of God. Uh, he uh, He's not negligent to put them in remembrance of these things, which is the, uh, the previous uh, part of the chapter, I believe, and uh, we didn't take the time to read it all here this morning. But uh, he would not be negligent to put them in memory. Uh, And he's even going to make effort that when he is gone, they won't uh, forget. They will still have it in memory. And what did he do? He wrote it down. (laughs) He wrote it down. And remember earlier we talked about that just a little bit. He wrote it down. It's one of the ways of preserving uh, the things that are important to remember, write it down. <clears throat> so the reality is, uh, the scripture does serve as a reminder. And as we read it, 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 it uh, serves as a reminder. Now, I'd like to take just a few minutes and uh, think about... Uh, Memorials in our own lives as individuals. Serving as reminders of God's faithfulness to us. Uh, I don't know if you have any or not. Uh, You know those hitherto hath God helped us moments in life. Um, I hope you have a few of those in your journey. Where uh, it was evident that God worked in your life, in your experience, in your uh, situation. A reminder of where, uh, perhaps a reminder of where you once were, but now you've come to something very different. A reminder of where you, you know, Israel, they, they uh, they were sitting here, with uh, the Philistine army coming up against them, and God did a marvelous work, and then the next thing you know, they find themselves here 
in a very different experience, in a very different reality. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we don't set up stones as such, as reminders. And maybe you do. <laughs> I don't know if you set up a stone in your backyard to remind you of something that God did in your life. Maybe, uh, in fact, this morning, and I am not remembering which scripture it was, but I noticed a date written in a, uh, beside a verse in my Bible. Uh, and it reminded me of what what I was what was going on in my life at that time when I wrote, uh, wrote that date in there, and how God had used that verse to speak uh, to my heart at that moment. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Uh, those those uh, lit- uh, yeah those things that remind us of God's faithfulness. You know, we actually are forgetful people, aren't we? We can very quickly forget. Uh, those moments, you know, they happen in our life and we know that God worked and we are grateful that God worked and a few years down the road you might not even remember and something uh, reminds you of it and it's, oh yeah, I remember that. I think that, that, that's actually a good thing. That's what memorials are intended, to remind us of God's faithfulness. Um. That is Psalm 138. Maybe I'll just look at that one verse. Uh, Psalm 138. Oh, that is the verse where I had a date written beside. Okay, the uh, Psalm 138. The, the psalm is, is a psalm of David, and it's one where... Uh, God meets his needs. In, in, in verse 3 it says, in the, in the day when I cried, thou answers me and strengthens me with strength in my soul. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a beautiful uh, reality. In verse 8, then the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the work of thine own hands. You know, we are a work in progress, aren't we? And God works in those various things. Uh, so like I said, we may not set up a stone perhaps, but to remember those things that God has done and, and maybe even have ways of, of reminding ourselves. That's what a memorial is all about. You know, maybe it's uh, this, uh, the thing of even re- being reminded of, the f- of, 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 the, of when you gave your heart to the Lord, when you surrendered your life to, the, to Jesus Christ, to... Uh, to be reminded of that and to to recognize from time to time that, uh, you know, there was that day when I made the decision to follow Jesus. There was that day when I was back here. I was down here. I was lost in sin. I was selfish. I was whatever. And I made the decision to follow Jesus. And, uh, and it, it's healthy to think about that and to remember that and to allow our hearts at times ponder it again, ponder it anew. Or maybe it's a uh, a, a work a, a specific area of our lives that God has worked in over the years of our journey as a Christian. You know whether it's um, um, you know whether we were dealing with an issue of anger perhaps, or an issue of lust and unclean thoughts and such. 
or an issue of bitterness or some other besetting sin, something that we wrestled with. We were down here. We were, we were uh, grappling with something. We knew it didn't like it. We knew it wasn't like it should be, but that's where we were. And we cried out to God. And we sought God and we whatever, and God worked in our lives. And today it's different. Hitherto hath God helped us. A remind, uh, 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 something to remind us of those things that God has done in our lives and uh, helped us along. And that's, uh, that could be a lot of things in our lives personally. But then I thought about it even in our lives. Uh, you know, there's uh, numerous of us here who are uh, married couples, and, and some of us have raised a family of children, and they're mo- mostly raised, and others of you are raising yeah, your children. You have little ones around you. Uh, perhaps there's milestones in your life in, in, as a couple. You know, ground you've gained. Perhaps at one point you were back here. Something was going on in your relationship that you didn't really like. You did, it wasn't really ideal wasn't really what it should have been and you sought the lord you talked together as a couple you worked on it you whatever and god helped you something uh maybe you didn't maybe you didn't uh, uh set up a stone to remind you of that victory but it might be worthwhile doing that uh maybe it's in your child uh training uh processes and uh maybe you feel wearied at times by uh uh, the the uh, responsibility. But remember, uh, cry out to God. He he uh, he'll give you strength for the journey, and and uh, and help you along. Memorials in our in our lives as believers. <clears throat> Things that God has worked in our lives, brought peaceful solutions to difficult situations. Uh, It's good to remember those things that God has done for us, those hitherto hath the Lord helped us moments. Maybe it is in your work situation, whether you are an employee, whether you are an employee, whether you are an employer, whether you are a farmer, whether you are self-employed, you know, whatever dilemma uh, you may at some point have faced some situation you may have faced, some very difficult situation, and God comes along, you cry out to God, He gives you a solution, He helps you along, He gives you a way out, He, he uh, and uh, you remember that uh, and allow your uh, memory to go back there at times. So that's just a couple of uh, areas of life where uh yeah, there's probably dozens more that we could list, but hitherto hath God helped us. Perhaps you once were there, and God worked in your life. God opened the way before you. God helped you. God gave you solutions. God gave you answers. And and you found a... Uh, found a... Yeah, a solution. Simple, simply put, found a solution. Like Israel when the Philistines were against them. God came along and and helped them.
I'm going to close with this verse in Malachi 3.16. It might be familiar to you. It says, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Now, this seems to be like, uh, seems like there is actually a book being written in heaven recording some of the conversations between those that fear the Lord. That's what I get out of this scripture. Uh, A book of remembrance. So, again, just the idea of a memorial serves as a remembrance. You know, memorials, they're a good thing in our lives if they serve as a remembrance of the faithfulness of God. And in this case, a book of remembrance uh, being written. You know, writing... Like we said earlier, writing is actually a, a uh, good, good and a very useful way of preserving a memory or jogging a memory. And that's partly what it is, jogging a memory. Uh, writing something down, sometime later you read it and it jogs your memory. It brings your mind back to what, uh, what was happening at that time and what uh, perhaps uh, reminds you afresh of what God has done in your life and experience. And I don't know about you, but it is helpful to me at times to recognize that, to think about it, what God has done, how he has worked, the victories that have been won, uh, reflecting upon it and uh, recognizing again the faithfulness of God. So that's my encouragement uh, this morning, um, a Memorial Day for the Christian. There are things to be remembered, and uh, and we should, in fact, put forth effort to uh, to remember some things, some important things in life, and uh, not allow them to become a distant uh, distant memory. All right, if you are able. Kneel with me and we will close with a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we again are thankful to you this morning. Thankful for the freedom that we have to gather and uh, be taught and uh, exhorted from the scriptures. Thank you, Lord, for each brother that shared this morning. Ask a blessing on uh, their uh, diligent efforts. And uh, Father, I thank you for each one who is present here and pray also for anyone who would have had a desire to be here but were not able. Lord, would you grant a blessing to them as well. And Father, as we, as we again, as we consider, consider uh, being reminded of your faithfulness, consider the value of, of having things in our lives that do remind us, Bring our memory back to you and your faithfulness. We think about the the whole communion service and, and uh, Lord's Supper and how you put that into place. We thank you for that. Thank you that uh, there are those things that serve as reminders and bring our memory back to some of the important things, some of the important things that you've done in our lives, some of the important uh, mile markers in the journey. So thank you, Lord. 
thank you again for each one that is here. Ask, Lord, that you would bless and minister and in some way uh, give a nugget for each person to uh, take home with them, Lord. So thank you again, Father. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.